Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. We're back, man. Episode 126, dude. Man, it's a lot. It's a lot of fucking episodes. We've been at it hard this week, man. Yeah. Since I've been on vacation, we just ran it up. <laughs> yeah. So this is the fourth episode in seven days. That's good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, fuck all that. Let's get right into it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Before we get into the topics, um, just want to talk a little, little bit about my vacation. Um, I've taken the last, I don't know what, 11, 12 days or something like that off of work. Mm-hmm. And what's what I've realized with being off of work this long is that this is what my life would be like if I did not have a nine to five job, you know, and I, it's beautiful. I got businesses I'm starting and I'm trying to get off the ground. Yeah. I've got, you know, the podcast, um, creating content. And I, I think it gives you a taste of what things can be. But, you know, I'm starting back work tomorrow. Not bitter from that at all, but I'm going to work with a whole new perspective. Yeah. So this is for anyone that listens to this podcast. Um, when you go to work, be grateful for your job. But if you if you aspire to do anything else from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, don't don't get off. Don't let don't let that be out of your focus, mm-hmm. you know, just because you have a job. But enough about me that to go, go, could go along with that. For some reason, I was thinking about that a little earlier before you mm-hmm. got here, and I was just like, "Dang!" Like, I feel like I'm going back to work because <laughs> <laughs> we ch- we turned out, you know, three or four podcasts, you know, in yeah. a matter, like you said, in a matter of seven days. So, yeah, it was just like, just kind. I almost got used to that idea of like, That's "Hey, let's lot. just let's just do a podcast tomorrow, and we could just do it. You just do it, yeah." So, yeah, that availability was different. Yeah, because we was just sitting here when uh, basically Keith, we came up with an idea a while ago about like starting another podcast within with the same theme, uh, the movie, like yeah. the movie reviews. And he was like, fuck it, let's do it today. I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's just record. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. So we're going to have a lot of fun doing that also. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. And I was uh, when we were coming up for with topics for this podcast. Right. Um, part of. You know, I, it was kind of a slow news week. It wasn't a, a lot going on. There was some stuff that we we we'll definitely get into. Yeah. But I was thinking that that the tax collector would have been thirty minutes of our podcast. Right. Yeah. So that's a hell of a point. So mm-hmm. it's like, what's the? Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might as well start a whole separate deal. Yeah. Yep. And that podcast was still like fifty minutes. Yeah. We yeah. talked a lot. Yeah. I talked a lot about. Uh, Shia LaBeouf being a cholo that shit, <laughs> that shit was different it's like hi what's up fool <laughs> alright switching gears uh, Takashi 69 um, we don't really like mentioning this guy much uh-huh. but recently Takashi 69 it was like a day before Nipsey Hussle's birthday uh, he went to a mural of Nipsey Hussle and he, on Instagram well, I think it was on Instagram he put it up like he was he took a knee and like he prayed and whatever like yeah. just, I guess, paying homage or paying respects to Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. And people got gave him a lot of flack for it. It was like, oh, look at this disrespectful punk. He a rat and this, yeah. that, and the third. And then I thought to myself, I said, what's wrong with Takashi 69 paying his respects? Yeah. Like, I think that it comes down to us. What's wrong with us if we have a problem with somebody paying respects? Even if you don't like someone. A person is not all good or all bad. They just are a lot of times. And yeah. with with Takashi Six Nine, he's very foolish. However, he's a human being. He decided to pay his respects. I don't see what the big fucking deal is. Yeah, that the the just looking at it on paper, it's not disrespectful. No, I don't know how paying your respects to a Nipsey Hussle mural could be seen as disrespectful. 
um, that what they're doing is they're personalizing the situation. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a there's this culture or there's this, uh, you know, no rat, you know, culture. And as far as like gang members and in, in L.A. and stuff like that, for that reason, they're they're seeing it as disrespect. But on the surface, it's just it's not disrespectful at all. I really yeah. don't. I really don't see how it is. No, it's not at all. I, I just think what people do is they uh, they take Nipsey Hussle. And what happens is, is when people die, what I've noticed is um, you just see the world really change. Um, not the world, but just people and the way they mm-hmm. look at someone like and no disrespect to Pop Smoke. Rest in peace to the young man. But I'm seeing a lot of people popping up like, yeah, rest in peace, Pop Smoke, the great, the great. And it's like while he was alive, I didn't see that energy. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is the energy that people get when they pass is different. You're not in control of it. But with Nipsey Hussle, people like they really personalized it and they feel like Nipsey wouldn't like this guy. Mm-hmm. Nipsey made a he had a he had a, a statement he made about Takashi, but it wasn't like, you know, him shitting on him. He just was like, you just got to let let the clown shit expire. Yeah. You just let people let people be themselves. But I I don't I can't speak for him saying he would hate him. Let's just let the man pay his fucking respects. I, I still don't get it. I don't want to repeat the same point, mm-hmm. but I think it's a people problem. We got to stop acting like we have all the answers and that, you know, that Nipsey wouldn't like this guy if he was alive. We don't know what the fuck would happen. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find what is this dude's name? Oh, Eric Holder. So from what I got from the story of um, when Eric Holder walked up on Nipsey Hussle at the store, it wasn't a um, I don't know as far as the words, but um, from what I took from it, it was a situation where Eric Holder was a person that was a, a known snitch, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the community. And basically, Nipsey Hussle said, we don't want you around here. Your name is on papers. You, you know, you you you've been ratting on, on people and and being a person that's running an establishment and also being um, gang members, um, as he would say, not a gang banger, but a gang member. Um, you just don't want that type of energy around you because you never know. You just don't want wouldn't no one would want any type of feds just lurking in, in their right. business, even if they on the up and up and, it, and their business is legit. Um, but you can see after that ordeal, if you look at the, the surveillance, he just walked away. Right. And, you know, that's all that's all we know. So basically what I'm saying is um, if Nipsey Hussle was, uh, I guess, grown enough to handle that situation like that, um, I don't think he would deem someone that is even a known rat just, you know, paying his respects to, point. to him or his mural. I don't think he would be he would be mad at that situation. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just us. It's us literally speaking for someone that's not here. Yeah. You I mean, it's like, yeah, we do. no one knows. So I don't no, I don't no. want all these these uh, rappers or friends of his uh, just jumping out of the window to, you know, be mad at Takashi. You can be mad at him for breaking the street code, but as far as like him disrespecting Nipsey Hussle, he didn't do that. Nah, he didn't. I don't, I mean, if he would have went up to the mural and spray painted or something, I'd be like, okay, this guy's being a piece of shit. Yeah. And the crazy, the crazy thing is, is when you, when you, when you hear the headline first, it's like, you know, people running up on him and trying to get him out of LA or whatever. I was like, dang, what did Takashi do to Nipsey, the the mural? And then um, then you go that. back and look at the video and you're just like, oh, that's all he did? Yeah. And even if it was corny, like, because at first when he when he went to get on the knee, he's like, you got me? 
You got me right here? Because <laughs> he was trying to make sure he got, got the video. Right here? Yeah. Stupid. You got me? You got me, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture over here with me and Nipsey, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's man. funny yeah. yeah and then the, it was tmz had ran up on him and they were asking him it was like i forget what he said but he was like no nah, I, I would never disrespect disrespect nipsey hustle like you know I, I much respect to him yeah and yeah it was just a weird yeah. weird situation yeah well all i can say uh in closing is like stop making um an assumption that someone's being disrespectful and also think for yourself. I think that a bunch of people seen it and disagree because somebody painted this narrative of him being disrespectful. And they're so used to uh, Takashi doing something yeah. for attention that they said, oh, here he goes. And maybe he was doing it for attention. But it's two things could be true. Maybe he's doing it for attention and maybe he was also uh, paying respects. Yeah, and I mean he did he he did it for attention because he oh, was yeah. on freaking Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Of but um, but you got me. <laughs> but what he did was no. There was a, there's a million rappers that have pictures of uh, in front of a Nipsey mural or um, whatever painting a Nipsey hustle around right. L.A. So I don't see what what any different. And also like just how the rap and you know hood culture is there's a lot of niggas that be snitching all the time yeah not only that but hold on let me say this also because i said this before the podcast what annoys me is people that will tag nipsey hustle or put a quote from nipsey hustle but they be lazy yeah they be just lazy this one person when i seen them i ain't gonna say no names they were struggling doing push-ups and they was like is like a marathon mentality or whatever. And I'm thinking like, dude, you don't even fucking work out. <laughs> the best way to pay homage to a person like Nipsey is actually do the work and be the person that you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Be mm-hmm. be the person you can never like acting like you're that person on social media will never make you that person. So you, you could tag Nipsey all you want, but it's people that have tagged Nipsey and use lines in his music, but they really about it like Russ. Yeah. Russ is really about that life. Especially when it comes to like a a business acumen. Exactly. Music, you know, definitely. Exactly. Russ is really about model. it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you just like Joe Blow and you want to talk like you want to use Nipsey quotes and post always posting pictures of him and Lauren London and you lazy. It's like, come yeah. on, man. Save yeah. them pictures. Yeah. 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 Do something for yourself. That's <laughs> the way you pay homage to a guy like that. That Yeah. That's the, the most important thing. With Nipsey Hussle and Kobe, I think those are the two of the people that really um, set a, 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 a model for how you should carry yourself in whatever field you're going through. Right. You know, if you're a podcaster and you want to relate yourself to to a Nipsey Hussle as far as owning your content um, and understanding that doing it independently and, you know, the whole marathon mentality, you can adapt that to, to that as well. Or if you, you know, if you're a guy that's a you know, struggling uh, basketball player, maybe you you got out of college, you didn't you know, get your shot at the NBA, you went overseas, yeah. you've been overseas five years, finally you get a shot at the G League, or you could still use that same mentality. And that's why a lot of the NBA players like Kyle Kuzma and a lot of these other guys still get, you know, certain tattoos oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So Yeah, Kyle Kuzma had that tattoo a long time before he passed. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, man, like there are people that literally – have been they practice what they preach made yeah. it to the nba worked hard yeah but yeah uh in closing just come on folks yeah use your own brain you went on a low-key marathon yeah what today or yesterday 
Oh man, a day. God damn. <laughs> I did that? like like seven miles a day. I did like a like interval. I did jog, yeah. jog, walk. I went from like the trail all the way up the trail to all the way to past Cal State. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a big dude, so I was lugging my ass. Yeah. Yeah, but I felt like that situation, I, I I guess you could say was like a nipsy moment. What I mean by that is this is it was almost like I was punishing myself because that was the representation of how hard things are going to be if I really want to be where I want to be. Yeah. I have to keep going, man. And I wanted to just stop and quit and walk just straight walk back. back. Yeah. But like, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't. And I, and I think, it, I think I can say that me and Keith are examples of that. We, we, sh- I mean, in every, like, I guess in every facet of life, I may not be the greatest example, mm-hmm. but with this podcasting shit, I'm showing up every week, bro. Yeah. Every motherfucking week. For sure. I think sometimes with those, type of situations um when you're struggling through a workout or whatever you you bring your whole life into pushing you through um and finishing i think exactly because for me i also went on a hike it's like 7.4 miles um, Uh up and back um in in sequoia national park and um it it was just a tough hike it I, i don't know how how else to explain it i wasn't really uh, jogging or anything, but even without jogging, it was very difficult. And um, you do draw on those kind of people. You draw on the Kobe Bryant's and then you yeah. know the Nipsey hustles, and um, you know you it's a mental you know a mental conversation you having with yourself. Because I think right. I think Nipsey Hustle even said um, something along the lines of uh, your body is your body is solid. It's your mind that wants to give up. Oh, said that in so many words, but oh, yeah. um, I had seen that video circulating the other day. Yeah. And um, definitely. So if you, if you, if you trick your mind or if you, you overcome um, whatever negative thoughts or whatever your mind is having about stopping or quitting or whatever you get over that, then your body is going to keep going until the wheels fall off. Right. I think in regards to just the podcasting thing, I think there's not a lot of people that really understand like that there's a real when you really want to make it like on a major market, there's a real grind that's involved and it's everything. It's the quality of the the it's it's literally having access to your own studio, which me, yeah. and Keith, me and Keith have. It's having access to your own equipment, which, which me and Keith have microphones and and tables and, and yeah. all kinds of shit. It's literally investing your money to do it. Yeah. And. And this shit is not a cakewalk, man. And, yeah. and we're on episode one twenty six, but we may not be where we want to be till fucking four hundred. Who, yeah, who knows? But it's a it's a marathon, and it's not it's not a it's not a sprint, and it's not um, it's not something that's going to come fast. A lot of yeah. times when things don't come fast, people just say, "Fuck it, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I'm gonna just get a job." So you are taking the route that is not good. You yeah. want to just get a job. Where people can tell you what you want that what you, what to do the rest of your life, or do yeah. you want to actually go out on a on a limb and say fuck it, I'm going to invest in myself? Yeah, you got to bet on yourself. You got or no even choice. if you do get a job, you always have to know that your job comes second to what 100%. you really want to do. And I think that's what you've realized over the past uh, few months that oh yeah, your job is second. Whatever right. you want to do for the rest of your life comes first. Oh yeah, my job is definitely second. My thing is this though is you know, of course I show up. Of course I do a good job, but this is not what the fuck I want to do. I want to be a truck driver my whole life. Yeah. Those guys have, you know, circulatory problems and health issues and back problems and weight problems. And I don't want to be that motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. The only sitting I want to do is during this podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's real. You know, you know, not too long ago, I, I mean, I was having a moment, man. And 
you know, I was thinking to myself, like I was hitting from the back and I was like, <laughs> don't bust, don't bust, don't bust, don't bust. And I was like, you know, for that moment, I knew how it felt to have that Mamba mentality. <laughs> I'm fucking around. All right. Switching gears. Um, ben Shapiro. If anyone does not know who Ben Shapiro is, he's like a political pundit, a right wing guy. And uh, honestly, I like a lot of Ben Shapiro's takes, even though he's he's conservative. I just like when he, you know, he he elaborates on things and he's like an information guy. Yeah. This motherfucker is like a computer almost Mm -hmm. like sometimes he's full of shit and he's inaccurate. And a lot of times he makes great points. So I'm I'm a person. I don't hate the whole person. Like I can see where there's validity and where there's bullshit. But he had commentary recently on the WAP video, which means wet ass pussy. So we should play the little. uh, Yeah, you got it. I don't got it, but we could we could put it in there. You want to put it in? All right. I just want to hear part where he's rapping. All right. What we could put it in right here. Here are some lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effing with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. All right, what you get from that is him like, give me everything you got for that wet, wet a P word. Um, female like, genitalia. Yeah, female genitalia. And it's like, dude, first of all, you're, you got to stay in your lane, man. You, you're a political pundit and you make these points about politics. Okay, fine, whatever. But to go as far as to reach out into the into the world of hip-hop which you probably don't listen to i don't know what he listens to but to say it the way you saying it, you make it like you've never heard this shit before me and ben shapiro are around the same age so motherfucker you grew up with nwa don't act like this shit is some brand new you know what i mean i mean of course it's, it's talking about wet pussy you know and he says oh, i don't understand what's, what's his wife don't got no why yeah, he, he was saying he's like this i mean it sounds like it's a you know a genitalia um <laughs> a medical issue or whatever this he said <laughs> dude wet pussy is not a medical problem <laughs> when the pussy is wet that means to eat it that doesn't mean she got a problem that means she's ready yeah that's a medical uh great thing bitch apparel sounds like the type of motherfucker that's like all right i'm gonna insert my penis inside of you that's- right now. <laughs> I'm attempting to reproduce. Okay. What you're seeing inside of you now, that's semen. That's semen. My penis is getting hard right now. I'm going to insert you. Uh, the, the, the diameter of my penis, basically. Oh, heck no. Oh, man. That, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know what's up I with think your being, boy. I think Ben Shapiro being kinky, like with his wife, he'd probably be like, mm, yeah, you like that? Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. His wife would be like, but you're not black. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. This, I, I, I just, you, you're right. I think he just needs to stay in his lane. Yeah. There's no reason for you to be commentating on a freaking rap song of, of this nature. Yeah, this is Espe- especially mm-hmm. not to cut you off, but especially in this in the in the manner in which he's dissecting it. Right, like he's really doing a deep dive into the lyrics and all this. If he commented on it, like yo, you know, the WAP video was you know a little bit uh, 
hypersexual. Right. I can get it. But it, it, this is not political. No, it's, it's not. political about it. Um, you know, so just stick, stay with your. At the beginning, he was like, give me everything you got inward <laughs> for this wet AP word. <laughs> if you're not going to really say the fucking words and you or you can't say them, just leave it alone, man. Well, I didn't understand that. I, like he can cuss on his platform. I don't know if he can or not. Honestly, no. I don't really spend too much time watching Ben, ben Shapiro. I've seen some of his stuff and there's some videos that pop up saying Ben Shapiro owns uh, Democrats when he says this or Ben Shapiro owns. It's just like right wing people always saying he's owning somebody. When yeah, he, he doesn't. He up. doesn't always own people like I've seen Ben Shapiro lose many times in <laughs> conversations. What I noticed about Ben Shapiro is he's. His mind is so wrapped around winning arguments because he's a very sharp guy, right? Yeah. Um, his mind is so wrapped around winning arguments and like owning people that when someone makes a point with validity, he's kind of like he turns into a straw man. <clears throat> and and I notice he'll cut you off and then say something. It'll be like rapid fire questions or he'll make rapid fire suggestions about something yeah. just to cut you off. But when he was on Joe Rogan, he did not get that opportunity. Sometimes he on, on that podcast, too, he was talking about stuff like he knew that was like his, they were facts yeah that's his podcast though no i'm talking about on joe or joe rogan oh podcast. okay go ahead Sorry he, about was, that. he was talking about stuff like he knew that they were factual mm-hmm. but then joe rogan would call him out and he'd be like yeah it's just something you know just something i heard yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. if it's something you heard it is not factual if you're based on facts yeah then how about you not fucking talk about it like he said yeah Colin kaepernick didn't start taking a knee until he lost his job to blank <laughs> and then jamie said actually that's not fi- that's not correct um he he was actually sitting down first and then he got permission from a uh it was like a marine or an yeah. army guy the most respectful green way beret or something green beret like guy the best way to to protest and he says oh okay yeah well yeah from what i heard the information that i had heard to, i hate uh it like, makes me so mad you, you were so fucking eager to say that it was not true so ben shapiro has a history of doing things like this even though I don't throw him away as a whole human being because he makes some valid points. And he's one of the only guys on that's right wing that are willing to say things against the right wing people. Yeah. I've yeah. heard him say some some stuff about Trump and other people. And I'm like, wow, this motherfucker really said that. Yeah. And then he gets shit for it. A lot of people on the right is like, fuck Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and then libtard. Yeah. He's like, he's a he's got a little bit of libtard in him. <laughs> he's got, got a hint of libtard. <laughs> I like people like that, though, whether it's Democrat or Republican, people that will say something about whatever they support because a lot of you motherfuckers that support Trump, you don't ever say nothing bad about him ever. That's a yeah. problem. No, yeah. you, there's no way you 100% agree with everyone. I mean, with, with a whole person. Yeah. I didn't 100% especially Trump. Right. Especially this motherfucker. He's problematic. And then like, I didn't 100% agree with Obama. Like it's certain things I'm like, come on, man, like you could do more or, mm-hmm. you know, what's up with all these bombings? Are you insecure about something? Do you mm-hmm. want to prove you're tough on terrorism? Like, mm-hmm. so that that's one of the problems I do have with Ben. Yeah. Um, but in this situation with the wet ass pussy song, he is completely out of line. Like he reminds me, you remember that character from the Simpsons uh, that was always around Mr. Burns with the glasses, with mm-hmm. the Smithers. Mm-hmm. This dude reminds me of the real life Smithers. <laughs> or or no 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 false. He reminds me of that fucking nerd from the Simpsons. You remember him? Which one? The one that'd be like, oh, I mean, Homer Simpson. We got yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have about four hours and four kilowatts until we get over there. Ben Shapiro's brain is got like a piece of it got a Mac laptop inside of it. <laughs> he got a chip in his head. He got a fucking chip in his head. <laughs> well, That's he, funny. He got about, what is it, uh, 40 terabytes in his head. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got storage space. <laughs> when his storage space start getting when his storage space start getting low, he'd be like, I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> I think uh the the only reason Ben Shapiro should have or he should have commented on this video is if Kamala Harris was in there twerking. Other than right. that, he just needs to stay in his lane. Yeah. Kamala Harris is probably the worst person that they could have chose. <laughs> I mean, I mean, supposedly the Democrats want to make sure they got a black woman as a <laughs> as a vice president. That's what they've been talking about for a long time. But the problem is they could have found someone that was not black. Why do black people think they have to be Democrats? I don't understand. It's like, oh my God, Ben Shapiro, shut the fuck up. If I was if I was to have a conversation with Ben Shapiro, it would be based around um, just things the things that he's said, and I'd be like, so I remember you saying this. So how do you feel about that? Well, actually, that's not accurate. I'd be like, well, you said it, motherfucker. That's funny. <laughs> you said it. He he will go back on shit that he has said, dude. It's yeah. like, come on, man. Like, actually, one of my frat brothers said that Kamala Harris has some wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Sometimes we be saying stuff on here and I'd be thinking like, dang, like in four or five years, yeah. if Kamala Harris is the president, oh, somebody cool. gonna repost this. Oh yeah. Um it was fucking uh, uh oh Joe supposedly Joe Biden and Cardi B had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that conversation mm-hmm. went like. I don't know. So like Joe Biden, like what do you want to do for like the black community or whatever? <laughs> what do you plan like to do for everybody? Well, what I plan to do, matter of fact, I, I like your video a lot. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of the wet ass pussy. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of that. And you, are you black? Are you black? Are you African-American? <laughs> like Joe Biden, if you don't shut the fuck up. Am I invited to the cookout? Huh? Am, I, am I invited to some of that wet, wet? <laughs> How many of you guys that got that wet, that Megan the Stallion, I'll tell you. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's crazy. When I look at Meg Thee Stallion, I think of the civil rights movement. You <laughs> <laughs> always sneak some racism. Yeah, <laughs> you be like, bro. All Joe Biden got to do to win this election is shut the fuck up, and he still yeah. hasn't done it. Yeah, like, bro. And then you go and get Kamala Harris, kind of like his damage control, because you said some problematic shit about black people. So now you got to pick a black woman, and that, and then black people don't fuck with her. Yeah, I don't see a bunch of black people like yeah Kamala Harris. It's some, mm-hmm. but most of us is like ah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. Whatever. We gonna see. But yeah, we'll really back in Ben Shapiro, man. You fucked up, man. You should have. You had no business. Did you, you, I mean, if it was a song by like Eminem or somebody else, mm-hmm. and you and you picked that apart, you would still be off base. But you picked a song about about wet pussy and said that they had a medical problem, man. Yeah, wet pussy is is a that was wet, Trump. That was a Trump like quote. Yeah, no, no, nah, not really, because Trump Trump know the difference between he knows if it's wet. <laughs> he know he, he's like he got he put his hand on many a pussies. Yeah, I, I know if it's wet. <laughs> yeah. If she's wet, then she's ready to go. <laughs> if she's wet, she doesn't have the coronavirus. <laughs> and then Doctor Fauci be like, actually, he's correct. If she's wet, she does not have the coronavirus in her vagina. Yeah. She's ready to do it. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Trump will put some hydrochloroquine in some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> this pussy's got hydrochloroquine inside of it. <laughs> what you just heard is a hydrochloroquine. <laughs> oh, 
here. Um, switching gears. A Seahawks player, Kima Siverin, uh, gets released after sneaking woman into facility dressed as Seahawks personnel. All right. Now, what I did, I'll go to the, the article about this because it's just like, dude, I know. I, look, it's this is a very strange time. I understand. But you got to understand you're professional. All right. Let me read this. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks player and the NFL has stressed the importance of players, coaches and staff members limiting their contact with the outside world during the coronavirus pandemic. Seahawks cornerback Kima Siverin tri- uh, tried to execute an in run around the strict protocols, got caught in the, in the and paid the price. The Seahawks cut the rookie after he was caught on video attempting to sneak a female visitor into the team hotel during training camp earlier this week, according to a report. Severin, who signed with the Seahawks as an undrafted free agent in May, even had the visitor disguised as a Seattle player. Jesus Christ. That's wild. And it says, right, the woman was wearing Seahawks gear in a, an attempt to disguise her as a player, I'm told. It did not work. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. She has titties and ass. That's not going to work. Um, uh, <laughs> players are usually prohibited from having visitors in hotel rooms uh, during training camp un- uh, under normal circumstances. Having an outside unauthorized visitor in a team hotel uh, with the highly contagious COVID-19 seemingly lurking everywhere places uh, the entire team at risk of infection. Infection. The Seahawks, who have created a bubble-like environment in camp, really have no choice but to cut Severin loose. Severin, one of three undrafted free agent corners the Seahawks signed prior to training camp, spent the first two seasons at Texas A&M, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that doesn't matter. Um, here's the deal, man. First of all, this guy must have not been that great um, <laughs> because the NFL will tolerate bullshit if you're oh, yeah. actually a decent player. If you're a decent player, you could be like uh, Kareem Hunt and punch and kick women in the fucking head, right? And they'll still give you a job. If you are Dante Stallworth, you could accidentally kill somebody uh, while being intoxicated. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Tyreek Hill get in trouble? Yeah, Tyreek Hill got in trouble. I think he was uh, beating his kid or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all, it's all kinds of shit. Like, if you're a good player, they'll let you get away with shit. Yeah, Adrian Peterson whooped his kid bad. Too. Yeah, whooped his kid bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the deal, man. Two things could be true. This guy is professional and he should have known better than trying to sneak a woman in. But the NFL also has to understand that sex is a vital part in everything. Yeah. Like a lot of these players, they work out hard. They lift weights. They run sprints. They do all this stuff, all this athletic stuff. They have the stresses of a player possibly taking their spot on the team, all of that stuff. And well, nothing will feel better to a player than getting a blowjob. Busting a nut. Fucking somebody. Like. Think about it. And this is for women. Getting some WAP. Getting some WAP, man. Like, and, and this goes for women and men. There's women that you're like a registered nurse or you work at a high pressure job or mm-hmm. whatever you do. And sometimes you want to get off work and you just want your you man want to somebody, put his, yeah. you want your man to put his face in your WAP and just <laughs> somebody drop some dick off. Yeah, drop some dick off, man. Amazon That's what, Prime. Yeah, some Amazon Prime dick. <laughs> women, women, women could say whatever they want, but they they love sex too, because it's a part of just yeah. It's a part of us as human beings, part of our DNA. Yeah. So you can't expect players to just not go, like, to go without nothing. Yeah. Like, that's kind of unrealistic. But you also have to understand you are a professional. So maybe you, you might have to beat your meat for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then it'll be over. Um, yeah. But it's also true that you are a professional and you're putting your career at risk and hardly no one gets a chance at the NFL. Yeah. That's it's very hard to make it to the NFL. Yeah, 
So, yeah, especially with and he's undrafted. Yeah. If you're an undrafted rookie, you should be in there on your P's and Q's. Yeah. I'd be in the room studying, not worried about no females at all. After you get out of training camp, when y'all you go home for those few couple, those couple of weeks right. um, before you, you come back in and, you know, do the preseason and whatnot, then you can, you know, do whatever. But that, that window, you can do whatever you want to, but. Yeah, you better just at the meantime, you better sit there and shut the fuck up. Me yeah. and Keith both know me and Keith both know somebody that's trying to break into the NFL multiple times and it just hasn't worked out for him. Yeah. You know that, that's an annoying thing that somebody yeah. that gets a shot and they screw it over. Um and there's a lot of people out there working very hard to to try to make it into the NFL and you got guys like this just Yeah, dude, you're blowing it. Yeah, blowing the opportunities. You're blowing it, man. And I think the thing about blowing it, it and getting blown too. I'll tell you what though. I hope that head was worth it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it probably wasn't. Because, I mean, if, if you lose your job and you get head, I would keep that girl's number. Like, look, I'm going to need some more of that head. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to be working again. 100,000 heads, because that's how much money I lost. Right? <laughs> the thing about it, too, man, is you got to understand that there comes, there's there's a lot of, th- being a, the part of being an adult is doing things you don't want to do all the time. Yes. Yes. And regardless of what that is, even if you're an entrepreneur and you love what you do, there's certain things you don't want to do that you're still going to have to do. That's not real. You can't. That's, you know, doing what you want to do every single day. That's not real. That's not real. Even if you are doing most of what you want to do, even if like, let's say, for example, I don't work. All I do is this podcast all the time. There's still going to be times where I have to go meet media people in L.A. And I don't feel like driving or I have to go to fucking Vegas or I have to go here. I have to go there or I'm going to be in meetings all the time. That's what my life's going to end up being. I've already spoken that into existence, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to want to do all that shit, but guess what? You have to do it. It's just part of being an adult. I work out. I just came from doing a fucking seven-mile jog. Did I want to do it? Fuck no, I didn't want to do that shit. But it's part of being an adult. And this young man fucked up. He might not ever get a chance. Yeah. This might, you know, who knows? The story you probably tell is... His nephew or his kids or whatever is like, yeah, I was going to go to the league, but then they hated on me. Like, no. And then it's documented. Yeah, it's documented. Mm -hmm. There's articles. So you can't lie about this shit because there's multiple articles. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure like a Pat McAfee probably talked about this. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see what he had to to say about it. Yeah, I know. I need to go check that out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, there's not a piece of ass worth you losing your job, man. We need more discipline as just human beings. And I yeah. guess men and men also, but um, we just got to have more dick discipline. That's just what it really boils down to. That's true. I just think that the thing about it, too, is, is like when you have two people that are equally very drawn to each other and not to mention there are not a lot of people that are going to the NFL, right? Yeah. So if you're in camp, imagine if you're a woman, like imagine you're a woman in, that's local to his town mm-hmm. and you're like DMing this dude and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he made it. I'm talking to an NFL player. Yeah. Because that's how a lot, of, a lot of girls do that shit, just like how women see these Instagram models and think mm-hmm. they're all hot. A lot of women see these NFL guys or whoever and be like, oh my God, I like them. So his, his fucking value went up sky high. Yeah. So this might have been a chick that probably wasn't giving him no action at one time. Who knows? And now that he's in the NFL, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go to the camp. And then this guy just gives her a fucking T-shirt and treats her like she's personnel. And everybody knows she's not. I want to see the video. But yeah. But even even if um, but you just have you just have to be smarter, even if you really wanted to get it in. 
Like, go to a hotel or a car or something. Like, why bring her back to the... They're watching you, though. They got videos. They got cameras everywhere because of COVID-19. That, I, I, I understand that. But I'm just saying there was a smarter way of going about it, If even if you, you knew, like, bringing her to the hotel where, where you know they're during the coronavirus. And True. you know, even if it's not coronavirus, you're not supposed to be bringing people into the hotels and stuff there's, because... There's, there's, no other way to, there's no other way to go about it but not doing it. <laughs> so yeah. it's the only way to not. But he had to bring. He stepped outside to bring her in, right? Mm-hmm. That's I believe, what I'm saying. I believe so. Yeah, I'm sure they can. They can leave, can't they? They can uh, go somewhere. I'm not sure. They. they said oh, they, I don't know. They said it's a bubble like a bubble like atmosphere. However, yeah. it happened. She got in there somehow. So if she got in, there was there's probably a way to to for them to escape. I guess I don't know. Yeah, she busted that bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that better that if you lose your job to be potentially a millionaire, that better have been the biggest nut you ever busted. Yeah, that should have been a motherfucking a, a nut bust the size of uh motherfucking uh, uh California. <laughs> that's that's just that's not very smart, man. But I don't yeah. want to beat it over the head. I will say this: I wish the guy luck, man. He's a young guy, and I, I wasn't very smart at that age. You know. Yeah. At the, at the age of whatever, 23, 24, whatever, I was chasing girls, trying to do stuff. And I, I've put myself in compromising situations. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a person that had a chance to make millions of dollars. So I don't know what's going on. I just hope the best for him. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that I know don't have the dick discipline to uh, no. to not do that also. So there's a lot of people out there that may be like, oh, this thing's stupid and you know, how could you do that? How could you do that? But that's, those are the same people that uh, are out there living, you know, a, a wild lifestyle right now. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good luck to this young man. Switching gears. Uh, the nice guy theory and where it may be flawed. OK, look, check it out. Um, we're kind of revisiting this topic, but I just have more time to think about it. And uh, there's a lot of men that say things like, women don't like nice guys they like assholes and this and that and it's like honestly that's not true man like there's such a wide spectrum of women in the world that i can't generalize them and say they only like assholes and this that and the third what i think it is is i think that a lot of men that are nice are fake nice and what i mean by that is they're subservient they think that being nice means uh, even if a woman disrespects you, just agreeing with everything she says and going above and beyond for no reason, you could be a good man. You could be a nice man, but you need to have a backbone and you need to have integrity. Yeah. If a woman sees you don't have integrity or a backbone, they will fucking run you over. They'll run you over and then they don't respect you. And I think if, if you're a man and you got a girl that, you could, that will do anything you said, you're not going to respect her. Mm hmm. You're not going. I know I'm not. I'm, I'm going to stop talking to her. I'm going to stop talking to her for the simple fact that you don't even have a fucking opinion. Your, yeah. Your whole existence is just to please me. There was a girl I just stopped talking to because of that. Like it was a while ago, but it just seems like she was willing to do anything to be cool. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, good. nah, this ain't good. This ain't yeah. going to work. This, yeah. She's not. She's not even being a real person. This is not good. <laughs> I think I think above anything. um, those kind of women, they're looking for authenticity. Right. There you go. Um, and sometimes it, you know, that that authenticity can lead you to being in a bad, bad position. But it's just like if you're if you're too nice, it's, it starts to come off as you're like 
you're you're searching for something. Like you're probably mm. being too nice because you want to have sex with me, or you're probably being too yeah. nice because of whatever, or you don't have it. Like you said, you don't have a backbone or something yeah. like that. Because in, in in reality, no one's a hundred percent nice all the time. Thank no you. They're not. You know, They're not. Yeah, and, and and it's nice, and it also it also um, makes those nice moments um, not feel as good, right? Could right. you imagine the guy that's um, he buys his wife flowers every single day and he wakes up and he gets her coffee and he rubs her feet and all, all these just nice things. Right. Um, that could probably start to lead you to think that he probably cheating on you or something like Who that. Who knows? Yeah. Like, what is this motherfucker up yeah, to? Yeah, like, why is he so nice to me? Yeah, and you know what I think it is? I don't think there's a such thing as being too nice. I think there's a thing of being fake nice. Yeah. I think being too nice, people interpret that as being, like, fake. And I think this fake nice exists. Yeah. If you're a person that's genuinely nice all the time, don't ever change who the fuck you are. Like, yeah. that's who you are. If someone says you're too especially nice. Especially for a woman. Right, yeah. Don't ever change, especially for a woman. If you're a person, because there's going to be a woman that comes along and respects that. So don't yeah. fucking change anything. Yeah. Because um, it's going to be that woman that probably has been searching for that. Right. She's ran into a bunch of niggas that, yeah. you know, don't care about her at all. And right. Then, you know, you're going to be Puts that guy. Niggas that just keep busting on her. <laughs> 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 I'm tired of all these niggas. All they do is bust on me. <laughs> all they want me is from my wife. They just want my wife. <laughs> I want a nice nigga that take care of me. <laughs> uh, man, go, they, man, these women is different now. They like Cardi B now. Like extra large and extra hard. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, honestly, I'll say this, man. You, me, I feel like, and and I'm not making like I'm some fucking guru of any sort because, you know, I'm not wasting my time trying to figure women out. I think as a man, you need to figure yourself out. Yeah. And I think you should embody two different types of men. I've been a guy that was the too nice dude that thought he needed to be nice all the time. And the good morning text. The good morning text and all of that. And as, as time progresses, you see that that shit doesn't work because women are tired of men doing it because most men do that bullshit. <laughs> right? I think that, honestly, there needs to be a neutral attraction for one. You should never be doing more than she's doing for you. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Who the fuck is she? Nobody. Okay. In order for her, in order to, to really make that real attraction, that needs to be reciprocated for one. And two, yeah. you, you should embody both guys. You should be a nice man and a man that's willing to like, hey, you need to cut that shit out. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Like, you got to tell women sometimes like, hey, don't don't do that with me. I don't yeah. know who you do that with. That ain't gonna fly here. And if she's mad, I'm like you know what, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay, goodbye. Wait, what are you what are you referring to? I'm referring Could you give me an example example of what some like her offending you in some way, mm -hmm. basically like comparing you to someone else, oh, telling okay. you you just oh, I got you you just like everybody, you just like this. She'd be like, look, you don't know me well enough to say yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. And if she gets mad, let her go. Yeah. Period. But if you're the nice guy, no, that's not true. I would never do that. No, I don't think you should do. Fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. Like she's human, just like you are. Yeah. A lot of women are too. A lot of women get too used to men pandering to them, also. Mm -hmm. So you know, and their their brains are fucking swollen with 
um, just compliments. They go to uh, uh, Facebook and they get 250 likes. They go to yeah. fucking Instagram and they got another hundreds of likes and mm-hmm. they got a bunch of dudes in their DM telling them how beautiful they are. Yeah. So at the end of the day, not only she's confident about what she looks like, so if you're a guy that's just like, oh, you're so beautiful. I can't believe I'm, you're my girlfriend. Oh my I can't gosh. believe you're talking. Oh, my God. Now she's really getting disgusted. Oh yeah. Because she's like, this motherfucker is just like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that, man. I think um, as, as guys, and obviously we're two guys on this podcast, but as yeah. guys, we got to start realizing that we're the catch. Yeah. Um, and not in an egotistical way, but right. just just understanding that self value, hundred you know, percent, learning about yourself, loving yourself, and all the above, and then the rest will take care of yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. And what what Keith is basically saying is, is that men be forgetting they have value. Yeah, here's a difference with a guy like me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not motherfucking the most super handsome dude, and I'm not saying that from you know me having low self esteem. I feel like I'm a, at least an average looking guy. <laughs> but here's the deal: my value does not exist in from an aesthetic aspect yeah my value is my value is in all the things i'm doing mm-hmm. and where i will be I'm, I'm look i've already spoken this into existence i'm gonna be a millionaire not because i'm cocky not because i'm narcissistic because i'm doing the work yeah so if i'm doing the work on myself as a man i don't have time to kiss your fucking ass you're either gonna be on the board or you're not yeah bottom line and i haven't started eating booty yet so no i haven't eaten ass yet but you know what if I find that right woman <laughs> and she cleans right and her 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 uh, her hygiene's on point, then I might eat those groceries one day. <laughs> yeah, man. You you gotta stop pandering to women, dude. Yeah. You have to be the value. There you go. Be be the value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when she gets in situations where she's like, you know what, you know, he better call me. If he don't call me, then I ain't Yeah. You better wait up then because I ain't calling your fucking ass. I think about um, a lot about politicians and right. part, part of the politicians rollout or, you know, if somebody's running for president, right. is who's the first lady, you know, right. And, you know, in Kamala Harris's case, it would have been like, who's the first man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the one common thing that a lot of those presidents have is they all have wives. Right. But yeah. they're they're um, uber successful. You know yes. what I mean? You have to be extremely successful to, in order to be the president of the United States. So I say that to say that and who knows, you know, I don't know how their relationship dynamics came 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 together or whatever. But um, that's one of those things where those people were uber successful and then right. in turn they they found themselves a partner. But it wasn't the opposite to where it was like you know, they point. needed the woman to prop them up or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of men, like a lot of men, honestly, I don't really know. A lot of men do things for women and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like they'll get a certain car, or do certain things and yeah. it's for attention. It's not good. It's not because they really like that. You know, it's it's some dudes that will go buy certain watches, buy certain shoes and do all kind of stuff just because they want that attention. But but doing that, but also not even realizing that that's not what women are looking. No, for. they're yeah. not. Let me tell you something about women, dog. You could have a new Jordans and, you know, you have a gold grill in your mouth and all of that. But there is a dude that is walking around with some cut off sweats and some flip flops. 
and he's worth three million dollars and he's about to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So let me just put that in perspective. Yeah. The thing about it is is women are looking for not a lot of women fall for the bullshit. They fall for the guy with the gold grill in his mouth and the nice car. And there's women that can see past it and say, Okay, like this guy is really doing stuff. Like yeah. wh- women aren't stupid, bro. Yeah. They know that you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all surface level stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if an, any real woman worth settling down with would that that don't even matter. Exactly. That's just you know that's just that's just uh what you call it fool's gold. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's fool's gold, man. And what I, I've came to the determination of this, um, whenever I am whatever relationships in the future that I have, mm-hmm. the way that I'm in them is like, look, I have to realize that. I'm the value, right? She has her value, and that's what should attract us. It should be what do you call it? A non intangible things. Yeah, like I shouldn't be attracted to her. Not you mean intangible? Intangible. Things. Excuse me. I think non intangible would be not yet. Like intangible things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it the fuck I meant. <laughs> Goddamn Webster's dictionary. It's, it really is intangible. It's not not. I'm just <laughs> Motherfucking Ben Shapiro Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it, it gets to, you. Ha- you look beyond like, oh, she got some big old titties. Oh, she got a nice booty, man. Yeah, it goes way deeper than that. Stuff like nice titties and a nice booty is just a cherry on top. Yeah, but if you are really seeking out a genuine partner, it's like, yo, what is she doing with her life? Yeah. Oh, is she a lawyer. Oh, is she a teacher. Oh, is she a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. Oh, she owns a house. Oh, she owns a business. Oh, yeah. she. Those things are turn ons to me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that woman had to work for that. Yeah. Period. When I see like the when I see <clears throat> videos of whoever twerking and being half naked, I'm not attracted to that. Yeah. I'm not like I'm judging women and putting them in a thing, but that doesn't attract me. What attracts me is what women are doing in the world. That represents value to me because I know that that shit took work, but it takes no effort to get naked and show your titties and ass. Yeah, you get what I'm. That's not talent. That's that's not nothing. Mm -mm. That's nothing. And there's so many men that actually have value that value that fall for women like that. I think um, the fortunate thing for me is that I never fell into that trap. Right. Like, um, and obviously the the girl that's twerking or whatever, she's beautiful or she's sexy or whatever. Yeah. But you can um, bust on her. Yeah. <laughs> she got some wop, but <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm but, tired of these niggas busting on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like you see those those people on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, and um, that they're eye candy. But um, for me, I never fell into that trap of no. being like, "Yo, she bad." I'm trying to wife her, or no. like this. It was it was always much deeper than that. Obviously, those people you can have whatever sort of relations with, but. As far as a relationship, that that was that was never a thing. No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in a nutshell, man, fellas, stop being fake nice yeah. and saying that you're that women don't like nice guys because yeah. you, you also have to realize what type of vibe you're putting out mm-hmm. and how genuine is it. And women have seen this eight million fucking times. Yeah, because every dude is trying to fuck them. Like women, first of all, let's be very clear. Most men that talk to women want something. 
Yeah. They either want to fuck them or they want to be in a relationship with them or they want just something from them. So it's it's hard to even approach women nowadays. This is why I don't even approach women in public. I really don't. Unless there's a common ground. If there's mm-hmm. something funny or something in the atmosphere that allows us to speak, then I'll do it. But otherwise, I don't just be like, hey, how you doing? Are you very beautiful? My name is Eddie. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't I don't ever do that because mm-hmm. women usually when men talk to women, they always want something. Yeah. I think the most uh, unique thing that anybody could do is be themselves. Right. hundred mm-hmm. percent. But it it. It takes you actually knowing who you are. Right, there you go. Because there's a lot of people out here in this world that are doing things um, because they think it's cool. There are people doing things because their friends are doing it. Exactly. People doing things because they've seen it on social media or whatever. Exactly. They're, they're not really in love with whatever. Me and Eddie, we started a podcast not because somebody in town was doing it. We just started it because we was having conversations. Like, Let's on put this shit to record yeah, this shit. Yeah, we was having conversations on the road, then we threw it together. And you know, for me. A lot of the other things I was I'm doing as far as, you know, my artistic side of stuff I was doing since I was a kid. So um, but there's a lot. So that means um, I just say all that to say that I know myself, but there's yeah. a lot of people that, you know, I, I follow or that I am, you know, acquaintance acquaintances with or that I'm friends with or that I follow on Instagram. And I know for a fact they just doing stuff. There you go. And that's um, one of them things where it's it's going to be very difficult for that person to be them, their authentic self and there for a go. woman to appreciate the authenticity because it's it's kind of like that Shia LaBeouf thing in Honey Boy where yeah. he's just always acting. Mm-hmm. It's always an act. So, yeah. Yeah. And with me, I, I've learned to like play it cool. Um, like I know myself, but if I want to have some type of engagement not engaged, just a conversation to say I'm in a grocery store. That's usually where it goes down. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be bagging them it, in the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paper plastic. <laughs> it could be something as small as like, sometimes it's gotten to the point where I could see if women are single or not by what they put on the fucking belt when they, you know, when they're about to, uh, when they, what do you call that? At the checkout line? Yeah. It'll be like a couple like microwave dinners and like <laughs> some pears and like <laughs> chocolate. A lot of single women love chocolate. Yeah. They like chocolates. And, you know, I'll be like, dang, them TV dinners don't make your stomach hurt or whatever. Just yeah. some little joke. And they're like, no. I'll be like, hey, you be eating that. And then you end up having a conversation, walking to check out to her car, getting her number. Yeah. And she, you, you realize she just putting a bunch of vegetables and fruit on her thing. You be like, dang, you can't take meat, huh? <laughs> 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 Oh, dang. Hey, you know, I wonder if there's like an overly aggressive dude, like if they're just having a conversation, everything's going great. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, right before they, you know, uh, go to their cars, he'd be like, dang, so we need to link up. You trying to get busted on? Oh man, that same vegetarian girl, she'll be like, "No, I don't, I don't take meat, but I take an eggplant." Oh, <laughs> you know, I don't get how we we've perversed um, fruit. <laughs> we've turned an eggplant into a dick and a peach into a booty. What the fuck? Oh, it's funny. I think about it, dude. Like, and then no, this this is the worst part. We've turned an eggplant and a banana into dicks and a peach into a booty. That's crazy. And then a water emoji into like wet pussy. Nah, that's the real one. That's the worst one, dude, yeah. is the wet one. And yeah. it's like, what? And then I think it's one more. Oh, another one that's like, uh, I guess it's nasty. 
What's the one with the oh the tongue? Yeah, definitely the tongue. I'm like, yo. I, that's I ain't gonna front back back in the day when I first got a hold of the emojis and I used to talk nasty. I would make whole converse or like whole storylines with <laughs> with the emojis. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm a transformed man now. That's so, good, man. Yeah. That's great, Keith. All right, <laughs> switching gears. Um, I'm not sure how many other people have heard about this, but a young five-year-old boy uh, named Cannon Hennett was uh, shot and killed by some psychopath um, that happened happened to be a black guy. He's like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So let me go to the story. Here it is. Um, Cannon Hennett. This is a terrible story. Authorities in North Carolina have charged a man with first-degree murder in the Sunday shooting of Cannon Hennett, a five-year-old boy who was day shy of starting kindergarten. Darius oh, Simmons, man. a next-door neighbor of the boy's father, is being jailed without bond following his arrest on Monday. The child killing, which unfolded a day earlier outside of the house shared with his dad and Wilson, North Carolina, sparked widespread outrage across the nation. His name trended on social media accompanied by demands for justice a fund and a fundraiser for his family collected more than four hundred thousand dollars by friday the wilson police department had offered only sparse details about the crime with officials declaring declining to answer questions from reporters no motive has been released and answers uh have eluded the families of precious of the precious boy who they say love spider-man riding his bike and his camouflage crocs Okay, look here, man. This is a horrible fucking story. Yeah. First of all, this kid was only five years old. Way too young. Way too young. And this psychopath went and killed this kid. The point of me bringing this up is for this reason. First of all, that was a terrible crime. But I don't, what I didn't like is what happened afterwards. And it was the fact that people had politicized his death. And said, where's Black Lives Matter at now? Where are they at now? When a black man killed an innocent white kid, where's the news? Where's the, and the news, it's been all over the news, Mm -hmm. first of all. Secondly, the man that did this shit was arrested. Yeah, he's So the boy was murdered, which, which is disgusting. But justice was served because this piece of shit got arrested. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was some dude conflating it, talking about, you know, all they, all they talk about is Black Lives Matter. Every, only thing that matters is black people, the, the, the media, they don't care about this and this and that. And all it is is a ploy. All it is a ploy to push your political agenda. And it's disgusting. Yeah. You, you basically, there was one dude saying, um, why don't you, why don't you, because the news, what they have done, what I have seen is they'll say, a uh, white man accuses black teenager of stealing or whatever. And then you look at the article and you'd be like, there really wasn't any reason to really bring up the race in this one. Yeah. But, okay. Right. I, I get what you're trying to do. The news does do that. Mm-hmm. And um, these column writers, they also do that. But in this case, you didn't really see it a lot. Um, and here's the thing in order for like, and they say, where's the protest? Where's all the protests? There has to be a historical context of something before protests happen. Yeah. And people I'm more I'm more pissed off that people don't understand how protests work. Like in order for protests to really work, there has to be a historical context of black men walking up to white kids and shooting them. Yeah. Super like a repetition of it. Yeah. There needs to be a real like there needs to be 
stories and stories of this happening. Now, mm-hmm. I could name a bunch in regards to, you know, Emmett Till and Tamir Rice and on and on and so forth, mm-hmm. right? And that's not for me to demonize white people. That's for me basically to give you historical context before the civil rights movement had happened. Go ahead and go to Google and look up Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and look up the 1921 um, uh, uh, race massacre. Look these up in cities of over 150,000 plus where there were mass racial violence in America towards black people. Yeah. Right. And I'm not trying to take the spotlight off this young man's death. I'm just trying to tell you why um, protests happen. They happen from something happening, like something that has happened over time that has caused this. Mm hmm. This young boy's life is no less of value than anyone else's black, white or whoever. But I think it's fucking disgusting when you talk about, yeah, the Democrats and the news and all the left are all together. And they don't want to say that a black man and black men are out here killing innocent people. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You just what the problem is, you never like Black Lives Matter to begin with. Right. Which is fine. You don't have to. But. For God's sakes, please don't try to conflate these issues when they do this apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, it's just the wrong take. And um, like you said, the uh, above anything else, the man was charged and he's in jail and like he, he doesn't have bail. Right. No, no, no bail. Yeah. So he's going to go down for a long time. Um, it's just it's an unfortunate situation. I think for me, the the thing I lean into when I see uh, things like this is, is the mental health aspect of it. Right. Because no sane person um, would just walk up on a, on a young kid like that and, and just and kill him. And you said that they were neighbors? Yeah. The yeah. was a neighbor. Yeah. So even for me, and I'm, I'm thinking about thinking about guys like Dylan Roof and a, a bunch of other, you know, historically uh, tragic events that happened at the hands of a, a white man or something like that. I, I I'm leaning more into the whole mental health aspect of it as well. And obviously these things, they're, they're super repetitive and that's why they're stories and that's why they're news. But, um, there's just a lot of mentally ill people out here. Exactly. And, and, the, and this is a result of that. Um, because they, they don't really make sense. It doesn't really make sense to just walk into a church and just start shooting up everything. And then the, the reason for it is, I forget the exact reason why Dylan Roof said he did it, but it just it didn't it didn't really register to me as something that had much merit to it. And, and the same thing with this. <clears throat> so um, I say all that to say that I, I don't want to make it. I don't want to make these situations political. I don't want to make them racist. I don't want to make them anything. I just think right. that the, the most important thing for us, for society and definitely in America is um, we got to we got to get our mental health checked in the the timing of it right it happened during this whole coronavirus uh pandemic and who knows what that person was going through sitting in their house not being able to go to you know different spaces and not being able to right uh obviously sports is back on but you know for months and months and months there was no there's no sports for months and months and months you gotta uh listen to freaking skip bayless and shannon sharp talk about their suits all day um, but you know, there wasn't, there wasn't those same outlets that we had in our normal lives. And I don't, like I said, I don't know exactly what this person was going through, but, um, that's just where I'm, I'm at with it. Yeah. Somebody wrote something on here. I'm looking, looking to see like conflicting, <clears throat> uh, conversations. One of them, it says, 
uh, Faith Turner says, uh, oh my God, this has been wall to wall nonstop. There was an immediate manhunt. Guy was caught charged with first degree murder and denied bail within 24 hours. That is what you're supposed to happen for every murder, but it doesn't unless the victim is white. Don't agree with that. 100% do not agree with that. But it says that's the whole point of Black Lives Matter. Terrible crimes deserve this type of response, regardless of the race of the victim. I think you could have won without that one um, that one comment. But a lot of the victims that aren't like Breonna Taylor, uh, they still haven't charged that guy. So I get yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think the misconception that a lot of people have is that Black Lives Matter is just trying to rid us of all wrongdoings. Yeah, well, exactly. that's not the case. No. Us as black men, if we see somebody that's doing a heinous crime, such as the one that just happened, uh, we're not trying to uh, promote him, you know, getting bail or, you know, being a free man. That's not what the that's not what the um, what the battle is about. It's no. more so about just uh, we just want a level playing field. Exactly. But then what I'm seeing in the comments, too, you could tell when people are liberal or conservatives. It talked about the boy that died and somebody put R.I.P. George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And it's like, bruh. And then somebody put <laughs> somebody put Breonna. I can agree with George. I cannot. And it's just like it's just people like the way they. it's just the way people think is the most fucked up thing with the Internet. Yeah. And then somebody put like uh, you're going to go on a protest for a crackhead who who died on a, uh, of an overdose. Uh, with George Floyd instead of a young boy that was innocent. It's like, dude, you are pushing an agenda. That's Mm -hmm. all you're doing. You're not helping the situation. You're hurting it. Mm -hmm. And it's fucked up. And it's like, bro, nobody deserved to die like George Floyd did. He got fucking his knee in the neck. Nobody deserved to die like Cannon Hennett, who was a fucking five-year-old boy minding his business, ready to go to kindergarten and gets killed by a fucking psychopath. Yeah. But it's just the fact that people are like, see, these blacks are out here killing people. Here goes another one, The Blaze, which I think is a conservative page. And here it goes, White Lives Matter. This was an innocent child that was killed by a black man. We will see if the legal, the little angel gets justice. His life was taken from him. We need they justice. They know he's going to get justice. This lady First said, of all, it's a black man that shot him. Like, yeah. <laughs> this lady said, White Lives Matter. Come oh on. Gosh. Where's the reaction that Cannon's can't breathe? Bless the family. This is ridiculous. You're conflating things that don't even, this is apples and oranges. Where's the reactions to cannons can't breathe? Bless the family. Lord, give them peace. This is people that man deserves to suffer the most painful and that satisfies cannons family. Okay, fine. Yeah. Kill him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone here in North Carolina is totally on cannon's side, ready to see that man get exactly what he deserves. That's not a bad comment, but some of these are so problematic. One said like, they should just start hanging them. Think That's about wild. it. Yeah. They should start hanging them. Let me be very clear. When something horrific happens, it does not give you an excuse to be a piece of shit. I remember when 9-11 happened. And you've seen some of the comments on some of these columns. Because there wasn't no social media back then. But people, people were able to call in and say things. And they said, we got to get these ragheads out of here. Yeah. You know, we need to... We, uh, and saying get these fucking Muslims out of America and even Chris Rock had a stand up about it he was like he was like people was like get these fucking Muslims out of here God bless America that's what Chris Rock said yeah it was during a stand up yeah he was talking about it oh, he said people uh, mix up patriotism and hate and hatredism yeah. is what he talked about Yeah. and this is no different where people will say 
something like you should hang them. And it's like, hang them. I understand this is a traumatic experience, but the fact that you went out on a whim and said, hang them, it shows you've always been a piece of shit. Yeah. And you're using this little boy's death as an excuse for you to cash in on your hatred towards black people. That's, you know how um, some people will be in a relationship right? and uh, they almost hope for their partner to mess up. So it gives them oppor- opportunity to do what they really want to do. Yeah, that's dysfunctional people, but yeah. Yeah. So that's the, I feel like that's the same situation with a lot of these people via social media. Yeah. So they're waiting on <clears throat> black people to do something wrong so they can spew out that True. racist rhetoric or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, crazy. now that was a right wing page. It's a certain page, like Breitbart and all these other. Like the thing about it, the fucked up thing about all these different news, like whether it's Breitbart or motherfucking uh, what is it, CNN or MSNBC. You could just tell how these things are tailored. And the people that say the things now has gotten to the point where you could tell that they're liberal or conservative. The gap between liberals and conservatives is so wide now that it's just crazy. Yeah. If we supposedly want America to be a great country, then we shouldn't be so wide, mm-hmm. you know, as liberals and conservatives. It yeah. is just disgusting. You can't agree on nothing. Yeah. Like you got to stop falling and stop falling for all these algorithms and all this other shit that's going on. Yeah. Was it, this black dude? I forgot who it was, but it was his name. But he said he started liking certain pages mm-hmm. and he started saying certain things in comment sections and it changed the whole algorithm of all of his social media. Really? Yes. He said, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He said he, he started liking different stuff and it started pulling up everything on social media, like on face on Facebook you mean like YouTube, all social medias were all different. of them yeah. instagram everything and yeah. what happened is is he literally said he developed a whole new world mm-hmm. and that's what's happening with liberals and conservatives yeah is they live in this echo chamber and yeah they, and they start to get these opinions that become extreme and some people have a level of hatred like with the girl that said um uh the little boy's article about him dying and somebody said justice for Breonna taylor and george floyd and it's like bruh why would you even say that right yeah, now? Yeah, it has nothing to do with the That's also the wrong time to say it, because that's a black man killing a white kid. Exactly. Yeah, it's a black man killing a white kid, so why would you reinforce it by saying, justice for George Floyd? Yeah, and then that's the type of stuff that's very divisive. It just, exactly. make, it just makes the other, that other side very mad. You just got a bunch of people waiting to push back. But I yeah. don't, don't want to beat this over the head. All I can say is, man, if y'all listen to this podcast and you're one of those people that posted, like, where are the protests... Where are the this and that? You got to get your shit together. You don't know how protests work. And also, like, stop looking for this is besides the point, but stop looking for a protest. Right. If you want to protest, go protest. Yeah. Even if it's just you out there, <laughs> you <laughs> might look like a dumbass out there with a sign. Yeah, you might look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> go ahead and stand out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, switching gears. Uh, recently, Rick and Morty's Dan Harmon, uh, he he released a problematic video that he made in like 2009. Um, and on this video, um, he was basically simulating um, pedophilia. Yeah. He had a, like a, he was doing a narration and he was talking about, yeah, you may think everything's good, but I'm going to sneak through your window. And then he like pulled his pants down and was like simulating uh, pedophilia with some sec- like a little baby doll or whatever. Yeah. And the baby doll was like crying and he was supposedly was fucking the doll. Mm-hmm. It was very weird, very strange. I don't know if he was he was trying to put like a satirical uh, un- like satirical spin on uh, pedophilia when that's just not something that's funny. Yeah. Right. Um, and 
making Rick and Morty is canceled <laughs> now. But the thing about it is, is it was very weird. But we also have to realize, like, how much have we, like, uh, ignored a lot of other things? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, R. Kelly, for example. R. Kelly, what he was doing with underage girls, that's pedophilia, right? But Dave Chappelle made a skit about the PONU one. Yeah. And everybody laughed at it for years. Same thing with Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. right? They, they everybody a lot of people comedians made jokes about michael jackson being with little boys and shit and people laughed about it mm-hmm. right so this is problematic but historically we've never been that serious about the the topic of pedophilia yeah i'm just being real and the thing about it too is is we're in a certain climate now where all of a sudden we're tough on pedophilia when this is a prop this is not something that's a growing issue in america this is a problem, period, has and always has been a problem for centuries. The historical like context of this shit goes back a very, very long mm-hmm. way. Um, if you guys have forgot, there was a movie in 2009 called Taken with Liam, ne- Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson. And the plot or the, the, the theme of the movie or whatever was about his daughter being taken and put into a sex ring. So this is something that has always been a problem, but it seems like ever since the Jeffrey Epstein um, documentary came out on Netflix, now all of a sudden everybody wants to have hashtag save our children. Why does it take Netflix or certain things to trigger everyone's emotions and they care about something all of a sudden? Yeah. It took George Floyd being kneed on the neck for nine minutes for people to really look and say, oh, Black Lives Matter. Now they're saying save the children because the Jeffrey Epstein came out. Why is it that we can't see a problem organically and see it's a problem? Why do we always need something to push the push the culture forward in regards to seeing something's an issue? Yeah, I, I think part of that is that people some people just don't know. There's a for me, as far as the human trafficking and, and <clears throat> pedophilia and stuff, obviously, you know that things have happened before. But right. Um, Say you're a person that just casually understands that there are this idea of pimps and there's this idea of like, you know, uh, little kids being uh, sex trafficked via like group homes and and stuff like that. Um, But you only just know it casually. But I guess what the the Epstein's of the world and Mm -hmm. George Floyd's of the world was really brought (laughs) um, uh, a a broad scope on on these ideas. So. I can't necessarily fault. Um, there's just so much going on in the world, so I can't necessarily fault anyone from only for for only being aware of some of the stuff that's going on now via, via like George Floyd or, or Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, but I think it's just a that whole video was weird to me, not only because it was supposed to be this satire uh, or a skit or whatever, but also because it had showtime at the beginning of it and it was a, it seemed to be like a pilot or a proof of concept or something that, um, was potentially going to air. And the way they talked about it, it was just, it was just a a strange situation. And even though he wasn't literally having sex with a baby, he was having sex with a, with a doll. It just, it just, it just felt extremely weird. And I think that it was very tone deaf 
yeah. no, no matter what era. True. Um, that's just a weird thing to do. And I think sometimes with comedians, they try to like, especially a guy like Dan Harmon, you know, and if you know his Ari work. Shafir. Yeah. If you know his work and the tone of his, his content, um, as far as like Rick and Morty and stuff like that, um, you, you can see how that kind of aligns with something he would do. Right. But like I said, it's, it's, it's very tone definite in, in any area. Like you said, it's this pedophilia, um, especially that is also just blatant rape what he had done that's just something that's been going on for 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 since the dawn of time right um i don't think also i don't think that the show is canceled i think uh, fans want it to be canceled uh, uh but there hasn't been any official word on the, sh- the show being canceled yet yeah um i don't know if this will get the show canceled just because um that's that's kind of like Rick and Morty is a is a very uh, edgy show already. Yeah. So I don't know if that will get him canceled. Yeah. But yeah, and it also depends on the worth, right? Rick and Morty is probably the biggest show on Adult Swim. So it's like canceling that show. I don't know if they would do that. Yeah, probably not. Um, I just think also we live in a hypersensitive time where. Um, you look at back then when there was no social media, you look at like, uh, whether it be Jimmy Fallon or, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, um, you know, doing like the blackface stuff they did one, yeah. he did one did, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, no, Jimmy Fallon did Chris Rock, but he did a great, uh, impersonation, but it was blackface. That shit would never fly now. And he came out and had to apologize for what he did in like 2000 and I forgot when he did it. Mm-hmm. It was years ago. Same thing with Jimmy Kimmel where he did. Carl Malone, he had to come and apologize for it. So you yeah. realize that basically anything you did, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make amends. Like eventually, it's gonna resurface and you're gonna get in trouble for it. Yeah. Period. And the and this it's I don't know. I don't even want to call it cancel culture. There's certain things that are not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I feel like honestly, with the blackface shit, I I don't really. I personally thought it was a good impression of both of those guys. And he, he and yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it was funny, right? But here's the deal. With the whole rape shit, I think that's unforgivable. I think the whole, even the, the fake simulated rape stuff with the baby, that's think, just too weird. You think his show should get canceled? I don't. I don't want to be the, the. Here's the thing. According to today's time, it should be just based on the fact that people are going to say, "Why are you supporting this pedophile? This and that." You know, they're disrespecting kids, and they're going to be hashtag Save Our Children. That's a new hashtag that's going around. It's Save Our Children. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen this many people that say like that that have this much energy towards this. It's yeah. important. I think it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just like it, it takes certain certain things to trigger people, like Netflix documentaries to do it. Yeah. Or it takes a, a George Floyd getting choked out for almost nine minutes. Yeah. And it's almost like people become victims of the 24 hour news cycle. What what like if you look at how the news has shifted recently, it went from COVID nineteen scaring the shit out of everybody, to and then it shifted to George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Now it's kind of going towards the election now. Mm-hmm. Now and then from the election, it's like between the election and COVID nineteen, and then now it's going into the pedophile shit. You're yeah. seeing a bunch of people post "Save Our Children." They're posting articles. We need to stop these people. Blah blah blah. It's protests. It's protests going on. But this is what we need to understand, and this is fucked up. Stopping pedophilia is like stopping racism. That's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up 
and but people are sick. There's no way to pinpoint what's going on. And a lot of it's a lot of people with power that are doing stuff. Jeffrey Epstein had his whole island. Do you think Jeffrey Epstein is the only Jeffrey Epstein in the world of Jeffrey Epstein's? That's funny. <laughs> Sound like a fucking uh, <laughs> Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I think um, one thing I would say about the whole cancel thing. I don't know if it should be canceled. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't really. I don't, I don't really put energy towards trying to cancel someone. Right. Um, I think on a personal level, if you don't mess with something, like for me, um, I don't really listen to R. Kelly's music in my person. I'm, I wasn't I really the biggest fan already, but um, I don't listen to his music like that. Um, but when when I think about canceling the show, the unfortunate part about it potentially being canceled is that um, so many people lose their jobs. Mm, so if you, if, so that's that's what I think, especially me going to you know school for animation. Yep. Um, I'm thinking about however many uh, few, maybe 50, 60, however many people are, are the, uh, the small group of people that put the show together. Right. All of them are going to be jobless or just like fucking Roseanne's it. dumbass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. going to find another source of income, especially those people on the bottom of the totem pole, the ones that are just the, the production assistants that yeah. may deliver, you know, checks or whatever uh, and make minimum wage. So right. um, that's that's just the unfortunate part. Um, as far as him being canceled, I, I I really I really don't know. I'm not I'm not the cancel person, so I'm the wrong yeah, person to ask. Same here. It's yeah. like you got to look at some people who are, um, some people are incredibly tone deaf. I'm not trying to like say that towards him, but yeah. like a dude, like for example, a dude from Barstool is like David Portnoy. I think his name is. Yeah. When he was like doing the Ja Rule song, to all my niggas that be living it up. I'm like, <laughs> you know, goddamn well, your white ass should have not been saying not that. Did you see? Uh, this is uh, a side note, but uh, did you see Deion Sanders just sign a deal with Barstool? No, they're giving everybody podcasts now. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. I don't want to be. The only problem with Barstool and us is the fact that we want to own all of our shit. So if they said, well, we can start you guys off at 200000 a year, I would have to turn it down. Yeah. Because we, we want to own all of our intellectual property. And a lot of people that are signing with Barstool are giving up all their IP. Yeah. So fuck that. But yeah. Dion got a podcast. I just, they're giving anybody podcasts now. They're oversaturating the platform. Uh-huh. Anybody with the, with the, uh, no variety. Yeah. Right. They're, what they're doing is, is they're stealing streams. They uh, just know people like, oh, Dion, oh, I got to listen to primetime. I've yeah. heard prime, I've heard Dion Sanders in some interviews and they was like, all right, it wasn't, I, I just don't know how much he has to say, but who knows? I mean, if it's about sports, yeah, he could, he could wing it. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. Pat McAfee a lot. Yeah. Pat McAfee is dope. I like him a lot. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how how that plays out. Just because he uh, he left the uh, NFL Network and he went over there, so I'm sure they gave him a lot of money. But like you said, it's and we you know we talked about it already. Just the whole Nip- Nipsey hustle, yeah, uh, marathon route is uh, mm-hmm. you know always bet on yourself. So yeah, hundred percent. I think I think the the beautiful thing about a guy like you know me and Keith in regards to this the podcast world is that we control everything so if you do a podcast with us we're 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 not doing it to chase clout we've already done hundreds of pod well by then whenever probably close to 200 or more podcasts yeah so you come a part of this platform then we're just doing it to do it pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. and we're not doing it to get you to say something cuz there's some podcasts where they get you to say something and then they take a clip and put it on ESPN yeah 
And it's like, nah, uh, yeah. we, we don't try to get anything out of anyone. This is the wrong podcast. If, if we have somebody, even if we have Kanye West, I'm not going to try to ask that motherfucker a question to be, uh, what do you call that? Uh, be front, front page news. Yeah. Nah. Stuff about his personal life yeah. or his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah. It's not. So Kanye, how long have you been mentally ill? <laughs> well, actually it all started when I got in that car crash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think yeah, I think there's a lot of those uh, out there, and especially now the the podcast world is becoming. It's it was almost if you could imagine this underground thing, like the underground hip hop or something. That's like what that. it was, yes. Yeah, but now it's becoming uh, like you said oversaturated, and it's becoming pop culture. Um, so in turn, there's going to be a lot of those, a lot of those type of questions floating around, and a lot of those type of interviews because before. And it still is now, but before, I would say before it was a thing where the celebrity or the, the the musician or whatever, they would go on the Breakfast Club or Hot 97 or whatever. But if they wanted to have a real conversation, they could hop on a podcast right. and they could really dive into you know the conversation about their album. Oh, but yeah. now when those same people from the radio and all that are coming into the podcast world, mm-hmm. they don't really have... They don't really have a switch, so it's just the same. The kinda, same yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. I hate when people have big names and they they bring that bullshit over to the podcast world. Yeah, and it's like, and then some people get a podcast and then they're all politically correct on it, and then they don't curse, they don't say any words. Yeah, I forgot who I was, whose podcast I was listening to, and I was like, come on, man. I asked you. It was, it was Carrie. It was Carrie Champion. I was listening to her podcast. It was like a part of ESPN. I was like, oh, man, this ain't, this is you can't, so watered you can't down. Even, yeah, you can't even be yourself if, on there. If ESPN wants to really like take over the podcast world, which I'm going to say they can, but the, the podcast sports world, they could like literally flush Barstool down the toilet if they let those personalities just, be themselves. Yeah, because it's, it's obviously you can't cuss on ESPN or right. the actual channel or whatever. Right. But whenever I see Stephen A. Smith in a uh, in a on a podcast or whatever, he cussing. He you know he's saying different things. He's speaking very candidly about situations and whatnot. Um, but if ESPN has that that filter on it and then they try to filter them also in the podcast world. It just yeah. don't sound right. Yeah. That's why I shout out to Jamel Hill. That's why, you know, her podcast is yeah. it's pretty decent, you know, because she'll get up there and be like, I don't fuck with them. I'm cool. I'm, exactly. Bullshit. And I'll be like, Oh shit. Jamel just Hill. allowing them to cuss is just, yeah. like, it's, uh, you unleash, you unleash authenticity. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it, it's not like you need to cuss to be authentic. You, you can still be full of shit, but <laughs> like in my day to day life, I don't have a clean mouth. You know, I, if I'm like at a business meeting or something, I'll yeah. watch what I say. But when I'm on this podcast, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I'm going to say what I want to say, mm. but yeah, man. Um, we got off topic there for a little while, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I guess that's how we feel about the Rick and Morty. I mean, the fucking Dan, was it Dan? Uh, Harmon. Dan Harmon. Yeah. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's a weirdo. And if you want to, if you, if he was trying to entertain people, they must've been people like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ari Shafir that did the shit with Kobe after Kobe yeah. died. That's fucking stupid. Joe Rogan, everybody was like, dude, that was not good. That was not funny. Yeah. Everybody told him that none of that shit was funny. And he got, a lot of people canceled, like shows, all kind of shit. Yeah, I wonder what what happened in that meeting with with the Showtime. Or right? he said something when he was talking before the clip. He said something about HBO, but Showtime was actually on the. It flashed their logo flashed on the screen. Um, um, so I, I'm curious to 
to know like what that meeting was like. Were people laughing in there where they were like, oh, we can go with this. We can run with this. Like what was what did they think would come of that? Mm-mm. I don't know. I just, I know. Look, first of all, a lot of these HBO showtimes, they be having some weird shit. I don't know if any, how many people seen this, but it's a show that used to come on HBO called Real Sex. Uh-uh. Yeah, it was, it was called Real Sex. They used to have all kind of kinky people doing weird fetishes and shit. Yeah. And that was on HBO. That's crazy. Yeah, that was Yeah, that show right now, I don't think it could survive on TV. Yeah. Because they was doing weird shit. They was like, yeah, people like, I don't know. This is really extremely sexual. It's like the show that, that video WAP ain't got nothing on real sex. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Where we at, man? 126. Yeah, we really got a whole lot to talk. You want to talk about the Dame, the Dame Lillard situation? Yeah, let's talk let's about that. Let's knock that out, man. All right, switching gears. Um, basketball player for the for the Portland Blazers, Trail Blazers, uh, Dame Lillard and um, reporter Skip Bayless um, had, or sports commentator Skip Bayless had a back and forth and it was mainly based on Skip Bayless having an opinion about Dame saying, what has he done? He hasn't done anything. And this is after Dame Litter has been having like stellar games. Like he's busting people's asses, playing just great basketball. Yeah. And Dame Litter just kind of, you know, he acknowledged it and said, man, like, uh, I forget, what did he say verbatim? Do you remember? Um, I can't. But essentially it started. It, it's a whole like storyline to it. Um. Basically, it, it kind of started with Skip Bayless being mad at Dame Lillard because he thought he sounded privileged when Dame Lillard was basically saying, like, I'm not uh, going to play if I um, don't have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So it started with that. And then um, there was a whole other ordeal where Skip Bayless was basically saying, like, he's not a superstar. He doesn't he doesn't demand that type of uh he doesn't have that type of presence in the NBA. He's not a LeBron James. He's not a Kevin Durant. He's not a champion. He's not a, a, a MVP level uh, athlete. So all this played out. But essentially what happened was um, Skip Bayless was speaking on Dame as if he was not Damian Lillard, you know, and especially not even that he's a he's he's a he's an amazing basketball player and definitely one of the uh top basketball players in the NBA and you know will probably go down as one of the best point guards ever. Um he's also from the Bay Area. So if you know anything about people from the Bay Area, you know they don't take they don't take no nonsense. Right. So um and essentially Damian Lillard, he like he said, he 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 basically said I had the time to respond to him and I guess they had a phone conversation. And Skip Bayless ended up backpedaling on a lot of the yeah. statements he was make he was making about about Damian Lillard. And the but the the one point that I want to make and the one point that bothered me the most about this whole situation is that these sports commentators feel like they have the the license or the freedom to speak on athletes as if they're not human beings. At the end of the day. Damian Lillard has a family. He has, you know, he has, I, I don't know if he has kids or not, but he has a family. He has, you know, uh, uh, I think he has a wife. And he's also a man at the end of the day. Hey. So what happens is these these sports commentators, they're saying things for shock value, and especially Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless talks very disrespectful about a lot of amazing athletes, which doesn't really make any sense. Like Damian Lillard is one of the best athletes in the world and not even just in the NBA, like one of the best athletes in the world. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best athletes in the world. LeBron James is one of the best athletes in the world. 
And he speaks so disrespectful about all of these players as if they're not great. Um, and it's it's very WWE to me. And that's the thing that bothers me the most is that those shows don't work. Exactly. Those shows don't work if they both agree. You know what I mean? True. So if say me and Eddie are uh, sports commentators and we, me and Eddie agree on a lot of things. So right. in the context of a, a sports on ESPN or FSN, that doesn't work. So in turn, they have to say a bunch of things that they may not wholeheartedly believe in. Exactly. And um, they have to say a lot of things for shock value. And what Skip Bayless also said was that he feared that the show or the, the basketball was not returning. They don't know. If, they didn't know if baseball was going to return. Yeah. So he was kind of feeling some sort of angst about sports or not really knowing if they're going to have a job. Excuse me. Not really knowing if they're going to have a job or anything. But that's a bullshit. That's, yeah, that's not enough to disrespect another man. Yeah, that's just bullshit. Like that. That's not something you could yeah. you could stand on just because you have the fear of losing your job. You want to talk crazy about another man. That's that's yeah. stupid. And to make it worse, how are you going to talk about somebody you need? Yeah, you fucking. If you need me for content, how about you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, right. And and if you do, and look, I respect you. You can do your job. But if you're going like outside of the realm of doing your job and you're looking and you're trying to poke at me, then I know the difference, man. Like that ain't cool. Yeah. That ain't cool. If I'm if I'm scoring 42 points and I'm hitting clutch shots, you know, and you're like, well, you ain't you haven't won a championship. What what have you really done? And it's like, dude. He made it to the conference finals last year. Yeah, like what the fuck are you talking about? What a about? crazy clutch three pointer that's will go down in history. Like what have you done? I mean yeah. basketball is a team sport. Yeah. So if he's not winning like that, it's him and his whole team. You notice LeBron James left Cleveland the first time to seek out a championship because he couldn't do it on his own. Yeah. So it's like, why the fuck would you make this dumb, you know, this not even assumption. You just make this statement about Dame Lillard. And it's, it's kind of just to create controversy. It's kind of like how the Breakfast Club, how they do interviews sometimes, how they'll ask somebody, so did you and so-and-so ever have issues? Or did you yeah. and so on? It's like you're trying to pry in order to find something that's like front page, like a hot, uh, a hot topic. Yeah. It's like you got to stop reporting like this, man. Yeah. It's just it's just not good because I think what what Skip probably didn't realize is that um, these these people, you're not untouchable. Like right. you or you do a TV show and you're behind, you know, a seat. <laughs> bless you. Somewhere yeah. in L.A. for the most part. But virus. <laughs> yeah, no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but you're not untouchable. Right. So if Dame and I, I don't think he wanted to take it to a violent place, but nah. even uh, you know, as far as a conversation, I think that he wasn't even expecting a conversation because um, if he knew what would what if he knew the result of what he said, he probably wouldn't have said it. No. Um, one thing I do also want to say is uh, with Damian Lillard, he was he was having a conversation with Carmelo Anthony, and basically he was saying like. Skip had tweeted something along the lines of, you know, I'm not a superstar. I'm not, you know, I'm not on a, a certain, you know, elite level or something like that. And then Dame Lillard basically said, he's like, I don't care about that. He's like, that's not even a real metric. What is the metric to being a superstar? That's true. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. But also, like, we could tell, Eddie and I were talking about this before, but we could tell there was, there was a bit of caring in there. 
And we talked about it on another podcast by about if you say you don't care about something, that still means you have a little micro fraction of uh, a caring in there or else you wouldn't even acknowledge that or that wouldn't even that wouldn't even um, make you want to respond to that. He probably would have kept scrolling if he really didn't care. I think Dame Lillard um, being kind of an underdog going to Weber State. Uh, being a person that's um, is in his early 30s now and, you know, he still hasn't went to the final, still hasn't won a championship. And obviously he's striving for those things. But I do think sometimes when uh, you want to accomplish a lot of things and you still haven't accomplished them, but a lot of your peers have accomplished certain things, I think those things, although they're dormant in there, I think sometimes they still can be uh, woken by comments by a Skip Bayless, comments comments by a Shannon Sharp. So, yeah, yeah. I just think uh, the athletes also what they need to do is they need to realize that who you are is not made up of you know the, these opinions about you. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is, I think they realize that. But the the fact that somebody's saying some wild shit about them, it affects them because they're human beings, just yeah. like I'm human and I'm going to be affected when someone says, fuck you and Keith and that whack ass podcast. <laughs> I'll be like, man, fuck you. Right. <laughs> but you actually hold so much power by not being so reactionary. We talked yeah. about this on one of the recent podcasts. Yeah. That when you're not reactionary, you're taking the power away from people. So yeah. let's say, for example, Dame, Dame Lillard, you, you say, that, oh, what has he done? And then you go out and score 58 points. And then he says, well, what has he done? But him not saying anything, him not, saying not anything. even responding. Not even responding. Mm-hmm. Then he scores. Then he sets a record. He didn't he didn't uh, score 50 points in the past so-and-so games. And then yeah. it's just getting worse and worse. And Dame, is, is, Dame Lillard is dominating more and more. And then you're still talking about him. Guess who looks stupid? You. Yeah. yeah. All you have to do is get this man, his, give him some respect, and shut your mouth. Yeah. And then in, in the the... I guess the unfortunate thing about what they do as commentators is that because they go out on the limb and say these crazy statements all the time, right. it's easy for them to just walk it back. But at the right. end of the day, that doesn't remove what you said before. If no. you say Kawhi Leonard is not a closer and then he go out and hit, you know, however many game winners, or you say Dame Lillard is not a superstar and then he drops 61 points yeah. and will his team to the playoffs, um, when they didn't really have a chance, honestly. Right, right, right. Um, like all you all you can say is like, oh, I was wrong. You know, Dame Lillard played a really good game. It's mm. just like, no, you still said what you said before. Oh, I was looking for content. Uh. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a trash take. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I'm so thankful. And people will say, why would you even mention yourself in the same uh sentence as Skip Bayless? You just do a little podcast. Let me be clear. I'm so glad I'm not Skip Bayless. I'm so glad I'm not Shannon Sharp because my whole existence revolves around athletes in a 24-hour news cycle with me and Keith we talk about our lives we, we decide what topics we pick all of these things mm-hmm. all of these things I guarantee you if we if we had Dame Lillard on this podcast we would have more of a productive conversation than fucking Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp yeah it would be more to the point. It would be more about his life. It'd be more about life and not and messy. Be, not messy. We don't want. To, we want conversation. Genuine. You've heard these conversations when we have guests. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to get them to say no wild shit. We just let them speak. Yeah. And then sometimes we've had guests that said some wild stuff, and then we had to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny, man. Yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, we, we, it'd be crazy if you had a trucker's mind uncut. Uh, hey, you know, you know what I was thinking today, and um, I was like, I hope we never get to this position, and I don't think so because we're already at 126 episodes. But I, I'll listen to Brilliant Idiots. I'll listen to um, Joe Budden's podcast. And they edit out names. They'll edit out yeah. certain things that they say. And I'm just like, yo, that's that's annoying to me as a listener because True. it's supposed to be a thing where you're very candid and very open about True. the topics you're talking about. True. And then, you know, you go in there and they have a bunch of names edited out or they'll True, edit out. But I think, that, I think that it's a lack of self-awareness because if you're going to use the person as an example and you know you have to edit it out, I think it's stupid to even say the fucking name and you might be doing it to be messy. So yeah. if, if I'm bringing up someone's name and I say, well, I don't want to say no names, but example A said this, mm-hmm. example B said this, then I'm still keep you in the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be you could tra- tell the story. I could tell the story, but mm-hmm. I'm not telling names. But when they when they say, well, boop said that we went over. To, it's like, dude. Yeah. Or you, certain words. Sometimes they'll be using <clears throat> homophobic lingo or yeah. racist lingo or something like that. And they'll, ble- they'll bleep that out. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, man. Just, you have to. Obviously, no one can speak as as candid as you know they their their mind is, but right, right, right. you have to filter yourself in that instance because it's, mm-hmm. it it just sucks for the listener because yeah you know you're super you know super <laughs> engaged all ears and then all of a sudden it's just like boop 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 yeah yeah I think me and Keith do a good enough job of of censoring ourselves but not from a sense of having to actually put up shit yeah but but being able to be cognizant of the words that are coming out of your mouth by the way i know we're what are we at around 128 or something like that right now 139 139 so we went over an hour and a half of content and we're still fresh enough in the mind because we've been this is this shit is like a podcasting for over an hour plus almost two hours is like a heavyweight fight yeah you know what i'm saying because you could what happens is is your brain could like kind of uh, slow down a little bit and then you can say some careless stuff. Yeah. So you you got to be engaged at all times, man. Yeah, for sure. And before it gets there, we're going to have to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. All right, man. That's funny. Well, it looks like we're coming to the end of this episode. We'd like to thank yeah. you guys for listening. I want to, uh, before but, we go, I just want to let um, listeners out there, man, go out and in the world and you know like me and Eddie said before we went on a uh, I went on a hike and he went on a on a jog but just get out and the the elements are not the best right now it's especially in Bakersfield it's extremely hot but it's definitely worth it you know what I mean after yeah. you get out you, you know you got your you got the blood flowing you got your you you will be a little bit sore afterwards but oh, yeah. Uh, just definitely get out, get some fresh air, and uh, right, put man. your body to push your body to the limits. That's right. Eat some ass. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> get some wop while you're at it. <laughs> get busted on. <laughs> <laughs> tired of niggas busting on me. <laughs> I'm so tired of these niggas busting on me. This don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. Oh man, that'd be crazy. Imagine like the relationship statuses update on Facebook. <laughs> and it'd be like uh, single, uh, married. Uh, what's it? What they call it? Uh, a Compli- partnership. Yeah, uh, it's it, complicated. It's complicated. And then it'd be another one like tired of niggas busting <laughs> on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a wild take. Yeah, man. All right. Well, it looks like we came to the end of this episode. Yeah, we'd like to thank you guys for listening to Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace.